Amen. We are going to be in Acts, Acts chapter 3. It's amazing what the Word of God does. Don't look at the Word of God as knowledge. The Word of God is alive. It's there to give you comfort, the Bible says, through the Scriptures. It's there to restore to restore your mind and cleanse it. Uh, if you've been involved with some things and you need help, get into the scriptures. The word of God will clean your mind out quickly. Or your thoughts. And all that is derived from your heart. The things you put your hand toward uh, did affect your heart. And it's permanently affected only the Word of God, though, can undo what you have done and what you allowed to be done to you. And you know what I'm talking about. You let the world have you for a minute, it'll do some damage quickly. Or you let your flesh run rampant, it'll do some damage quickly. Uh, but the Word of God can restore and make new again. The good old Psalm, Psalm 23, He restoreth my soul. It means make new. It means you got in an accident and he's going to do some bondo work on you and uh, make it look brand new again. Amen? And uh, he, he can do that. God can do that. And his word will do that if you allow it to. Uh, but you have to allow the Lord to do that for you. He wants to. He wants to change your life. And I'm going to put a challenge out to you this morning. Uh, it's okay to turn to the Lord. Why don't you allow the Lord to change you? It's okay for people to say, you know what, you weren't like this before. It's okay for you to make 180 for the Lord. You know it's not okay to make the 180 back uh, because then you'll be wanting to make the 180 again, you know, and crying out for help. Lord, help me, get me back. But it's okay. Turn back to the Lord. Um, God will always accept you. And I pray this church does as well. We are naturally uh, resistant towards people. We naturally shun people. That's our human nature. But God is not like that. God is long-suffering. He's understanding. He remembers our frame. He knows that we're just dust. He knows who he saved. He knows what he got himself into when he agreed to save you. He knows that. It didn't take him by surprise uh, when you did what you did. It's all right. God's healing mercy and grace will always be there. Don't waste any more time. Get moving for God. Don't allow your life to become stagnant because you messed up. Get moving again. Keep it moving. Stand and allow the Lord uh, to use you despite of who you are and what you've done. God will still use you. It's a turning of the heart. Turn, uh, repentance means a 180. Repentance is a turning of the heart. And repentance, when you repent, uh, God will forgive you. 
And repentance causes action in the right direction as well, taking steps in the right direction. And when you take those steps in the right direction, the Bible says, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit thy works. Make commitments to the Lord, and God will help you fulfill those commitments. And I know sometimes you're fearful of making commitments to the Lord because you cannot keep them. I cannot keep them. And that is true. But there is what's called grace. God's grace, and by God's grace, I shall keep them because it is not of my power uh, to keep anything that has to do for God, not even for myself or for others. But by God's grace, I will keep them as he uh, helps me commit to him and fulfill my commitments for him. Amen. Acts chapter 3, when you find it, if you would stand with me. As a uh, respect for God's word, stand in your heart as well. Amen. Acknowledge the Lord's word. Be thankful for God's word. It's like the story of the little boy. He was so rebellious and uh, they couldn't control him at school. And the principal came in and this little boy was running around. They, They couldn't sit him down. And the principal, he was a really stern man. And he got him to sit down. And uh, he sat him down, finally, and the little boy looked up, and the principal looked down at him and said, well, how do you feel now? He said, well, I may be sitting down, but inside I'm still standing up. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we, we can conform on the outer, but it does no good. We're not impressing anybody. Make it all heart for the Lord. Turn your, turn your heart for the Lord, that's all. Everything else will follow suit. Just keep a tender heart for God. God understands. He just looks at the heart, though. Keep a tender heart for God. Keep a tender heart for God. Make it soft for him. Empty your pride. Empty your self-righteousness. We're not here to impress anybody. You want to light up a cigarette in here? Go ahead. Amen. Justin, you got a cigarette? Courtney stopped smoking yesterday. (laughs) Relax. God saved sinners, of whom I am chief. All praise goes to Christ. And anything good that comes out of us is only because of him, not because of my strength. Let's look and see what the scriptures has to say. Verse 1, chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of, that, of them that entered into the temple. So this man was uh, born lame. He was born that way. And you can't change anything like that. You are who you are. And it's because of sin uh, we get different characteristics and flaws and so forth. They laid daily at this uh, gate. Within the at the temple, there was many gates. And this one gate was called Beautiful. That was the name of the gate. And 
when he saw uh, Peter and John, who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. He said, hey, do you have any money you can spare? It's like the guys outside of Wawa, the guys holding the signs on the road. We, I mean, there is a lot of them out there now. They ought to sell uh, signs at the dollar store for these people. They don't have to keep making them. There's a business right there. You can sell signs to these guys that are asking for the money, right? That's how many people are out there right now asking for money. Verse 4, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him up by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was him. And they knew that it was he which sat at alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which was happened unto him. Uh, Lord, thank you for your word. And Lord, uh, just being faithful. You've always been faithful to us. Help us to rely on your faithfulness. I pray you'd uh, be with us this morning. Um, give us grace, mercy, strength. Fill us with your love. Let us feel your arms around us, Lord, as a father. Uh, help us to empty ourselves, Lord, of our of ourself, and to be filled with you. We are your sheep here, Lord, and your pasture. We are your children. Look down on us and meet with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. This man was lame from his mother's womb, and they had to daily carry him and lay him at this gate, which is called Beautiful. And when this man seen Peter and John, he, uh, he asked of them some money and alms. That's what alms means. Do you have anything to give me? And Peter and John, uh, Peter said in verse 6, silver and gold have I none. Now, sometimes I tell people I don't have the money. They ask, hey, do you, have any, do you have any change? And I'll say, my pocket will be stacked with 20s. I'll say, oh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have anything on me right now. I'll, I'll check. <laughs> get out of here. I mean, you get asked every day, I mean, all day, and it's, you know, it's, they become like a fly, like, get out of here, you know. Now, there are some people who you have compassion on that, that really need some help, but it's so hard to distinguish today. Uh, between uh, those people and, you know, uh, getting wisdom and because and, and, your heart can be moved for people, but those people, man, will take your heart and throw it on the highway for sure. And, and the Bible says, casting not your pearls before swine, lest they 
turn around and, and rend you and go after you. And uh, we need to stay, have compassion. We need to stay compassionate, even though we get taken advantage of. We need to stay loving, even though we're hated, amen, and do good to those who despitefully use you, because uh, the Lord will still take care of you. But uh, helping, giving them money is not helping them most of the time, you know, and, and it's hard to distinguish today. We need God's wisdom. That's why Jesus said you need to be wise in this world. You be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. He said, behold, I send you in the midst of wolves. You're going to need wisdom. You're going to need me. I'll be with you even unto the ends of the earth. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I don't know if he has some on him. Why you, Peter, why are you going to church with no money in your pocket? But you need, you need to give some of that, um, your money into the offering. But he said, silver and gold have I none. He, he said, I, didn't, I don't have anything. I don't have any money. And that, that's what he said. That's what Peter said to this man. But such as I have, give I thee. Peter said, listen, money I don't have. Whether he had it or didn't have he said I don't have it. Because we don't really have what we think we have. We don't have, listen, you don't own your home. You don't own the things of this world. If you own them, they can't be taken away from you. But anything you have, even your life, our lives are not ours. If they're ours, we have them. But we can lose our life today. At any minute. We technically do not have anything in this world. Nothing. We have nothing. If we have it, then how can it be taken away? And why do we live for things that we truly don't have and will never obtain? Why do we have things or go after these things that we can never keep? Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Peter's mind his heart was taken off the things of this world. He said, but one thing I do have, but such as I have, this is one thing I cannot lose. This is one thing that I have that was given to me, and no one can take it from me, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I have, and that's what I'm living for, and that's what I'm going to give you today, sir. But such as I have, give I thee. Peter lived a life now. He was changed man. He was, if we rewind years prior, he was just an average commercial fisherman, hardworking guy, mending his nets, was willing to drop it all when Jesus said, come and follow me. He dropped it like this. And from that moment on, his life was changed. And now he's at the point where uh, the Lord ascended and the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. And the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, as was in the, in the prophets, the Bible says, and as in you, if you are saved. And as you walk in the Spirit of God, you are walking. Christ is walking with you. 
He is with you right now. If you're a saved person, the Spirit of Christ is within you. And as the Bible says, even we have the mind of Christ. Don't let the world tarnish what the precious things God has given you and allowed you to have in this life that you cannot lose. Don't be blinded with the things of this world that you can never obtain, but live for that which you have already and share with others what Christ wants you to give them. He says, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. This man was born this way, lame. And day after day after day, he lived just according to what people gave him. But then there came Peter and John and shared with him the Lord Jesus Christ. And through the name of Jesus, he was able to receive the strength in his feet. And the Bible says, and he took him up by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. All the people saw him. Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Sometimes you're going to have to do some more things to get people to Christ. Sometimes you can share some words. Sometimes you can give them a track. Other times you're going to have to pull them out of the fire. Amen? Other times you're going to have to grab them out. First, Peter and John said, look on us. Hey, snap out of this world. What's, what you see on the news and what's going on in this life is not reality. This is reality. This is what's going on. I know who wins at the end. Jesus Christ reigns King of kings and Lord of lords. That's who we look towards. Not whoever is going to get in the White House and all the politics and so forth of the world. The Bible says in Jeremiah that God sets up whomsoever he will. We have no power over that. We don't even have power over our own selves. We have no power. Only through Christ we have power as we claim the name of Jesus. Silver and gold have I none. He said, you don't need any money. That man could argue, yes, I do need money. I've told people that before. You don't need money. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my hospital bill? How am I going to pay uh, my rent? How am I going to pay gas? How am I going to pay the electric bill? How am I going to fix my house? You don't need money. You need Jesus. That's it. When you have the Lord, you have everything. Everything. When you have Jesus, you have everything. It's by him and his word that the earth was created. Through him and for him and by him. And by him all things consist in heaven and in earth. The Bible says, and there was nothing made that was made without him, the Bible says. And all power is given unto him in heaven and earth. And he gives power unto his children to go forth. 
and let others see that are in darkness, to loose the chains of people that are bound, to bind up the brokenhearted, to go down K and A and see what Christ can do to a person that was born lame, that was deemed that can never walk. When Christ gets a hold of a life, let's see the power of God. Let's see what Christ can do with somebody who was born this way. The Bible says he leaped up, leaping up stood and walked. Verse 8, he leaped and he stood. He stood. The first time in his life he stood. The first time in your life when you stand for Jesus. The first time in your life, don't be afraid. It's okay to walk with the Lord. It's okay to uh, say no to this world. It's okay to stand up and work against the boss when it has to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Christ lift you up as you lift the Son of God up in every area of your life. It's okay to be different. The Bible says he leaped up and he stood and he walked the first time he walked. The first time he walked. Was there opposition? Sure. He never walked before. You see a little baby walking around, they fall. Uh, they, they struggle. They learn. Uh, but it didn't stop him. He started walking. And he said, where was he walking? He was walking in the temple. He was walking to church with Peter and John, walking and leaping and praising God. You say, if God does something for me this great, then I'll give my life to him. Oh, God has done something great for you. It, it, he saved you. He delivered you from hell. May you be reminded of, you go ahead and, and put your foot in a boiling hot pot, pot of water. And see how fast you want to take it out. You say, oh, I would do anything to have my foot taken out of this hot pot of boiling water. Oh, but hell is much worse. And you know, God has delivered you from that forever. And not only that, he's building you something special in heaven. He said, if it were not so, I would told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And will come again. I will come again. And will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. But he's not left us comfortless. He's not left us at all. He's given us the Spirit of Christ to indwell every believer, the Holy Spirit of God. As we walk in this world, we are walking with the Savior. Jesus is with me to the utter ends of the earth. He's with me when I'm not willing to pray. He's with me when I sit down and I willingly watch something filthy on TV or get into a conversation. He's still with me. He's with me when I pull out the cigarettes. He's with me when I pull out the alcohol. He's with me still. He's with me to the utter ends of the earth. The Bible says, don't grieve me, because I'm not going anywhere. Don't grieve me, 
Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption, unto the day of Jesus Christ, unto the day he comes back. Well, we'll see him face to face. Don't grieve him, because he's not going anywhere. When you grieve me, I'm, I'll run. I'm gone. But we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, because he said, I'm not leaving you. I'm staying. And I'm going to stay and put up with your nonsense. I'm going to stay with you to the end. What a great God we serve. He leaped and he walked, praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Now, what good uh, would have it have been if he was always walking from a child? But this man, it was amazing to see him walking. Why? Why was it so amazing to see him walking? Ha has, has not people ever seen somebody walking before? It was so amazing that they seen him walking because he never walked. Don't you understand why we go through problems? Why we go through trials? Don't you understand why we go through heartache? And you say, Lord, if, if I didn't have to go through this, then, oh, God makes a purpose. Why? Because in the end, Jesus gets the glory. In the end, Jesus gets the praise out of your life. When God comes through for you, they've seen him walking. Without a trial, there will never be a praise. Without a loneliness, you'll never realize how comforting the Spirit of God is for you. Without a sin, there never will be a, a true forgiveness and feeling the acceptance of God. Without our human nature, we'll never realize how good God is and how much we need Him. Without our struggles and trials, we'll never re truly realize how strong God is for us in our lives. But this man, he got up, he leaped. As soon as God brought him through, he was born for this purpose. All of his life, his life waited for this moment. God comes through. God always comes through. We need to learn to wait on God. And it was from this purpose, from his life, that God got praise. And the Bible says, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew, verse 10, it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. If Peter and John would have just gave him some money and kept walking, things would have carried on like normal. But God uses the lower people. God uses the people that have struggles. God uses the people that have been through some things. God uses the people who have messed up in their lives. God uses the people who don't have strength in their feet, who can't walk on their own, 
who needs somebody to say, hey, can you help me up? God uses those type of people. He chooses the baser people, the Bible says, to lift them up to confound the wise. And the people up here, he first has to humble so that he may use them. But if you're already down here, my friend, you're in a good position because the next step is for God to lift you up and to set you on, your, on the rock, amen, and to get you moving so that your life can be used and be meaningful for the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people in this world looking for something and waiting for answers, especially today. There's only one answer. All other answers we don't have. We can lose. All other hope is hopeless. There's only one thing we have that we can never lose, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have Jesus, you have it all. You have everything. The Bible says, and his name, verse 16, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. The people were wondering. And Peter said, it's because of Christ and, and the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that hath made this man strong. In verse 16, you could see him. He's walking and leaping and praising God. It's because of Jesus. And he's given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Not only does the Lord get you up, but he gets you moving. And he restores a life. And he restores a mind. And he restores a heart. He calls and then he equips you for the service and for your walk. That's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read to you a couple verses in Isaiah, and then we're going to close. Isaiah chapter 42. If you will turn there, Isaiah chapter 42. It's a couple books after Psalms. Isaiah chapter 42. And as you turn there, I'm going to read in Hebrews. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Looking unto Jesus. We need to keep looking unto Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And when we look to Christ, our minds and our hearts get strengthened. In Isaiah chapter 42, verse 1, it says, Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. A bruised reed shall he not break. That means if your life gets so broken up, God's never going to break it fully. He's going to keep you moving. 
If you allow uh, the fire in your life to get so dim to where it's just a little tiny smoke, God's never going to quench it out. That's how good our God is. You think you're done, you're not done. You think you're gone and, and over with, somehow God will get you back. There is no life that God doesn't account for. He chases and seeks every sinner, even unto the ends of the earth. Jesus said, I've not come to seek, but those who are truly lost. He came to seek the sinner. He shall not fail. Verse 4, he shall not fail. This is talking about the Lord. Nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. That's talking about when the earth is done with. In the end, when the Lord reigns king of kings on earth, he shall not fail till that day comes. Nor he's not going to get discouraged with you. He will keep up with you. He will hang in there with you. Trust in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Verse 5, thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein, I the Lord have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand. And will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. Jesus said, I will hold thine hand. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to make you a testimony for all the world to see. You have crippled feet. You have problems and trials and whatever. It's okay. The more you have, the better. Because it just brings more glory to God. You say, how's that possible? Jesus said, those that have sinned the most will be forgiven the most and therefore will love me the most. Amen. That's the truth. And those that think they are without sin, oh man, watch out. You're worse than, you're worse than what you do see. For your sins are not revealed unto you yet. For many of us wear them already on the outside. But the hidden secret sins of the heart, only God can uncover to you as you dive into God's word. Verse 7, to open the blind eyes, we're going to close, to bring out the prisoners from the prison. This is me. Is this you? To open the blind eyes. Lord, I can't see. I'm done. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. My life's over. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. You're blind. That's me. To open the blind eyes. This is the power of the Lord Jesus Christ today that he wants to do with you. To open the blind eyes. To bring out the prisoners from the prison. How many times do you get prisoned again? with the same old lusts and the same old uh, way of life and the same old thing to bring the prisoners out of the prison. And them that sit in darkness 
out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I will tell you of them. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea, and all that is therein, the isles and the inhabitants thereof. Just like the man when he was healed, he went, he leaped up, stood, and started walking and praising God, and he went into church singing praises to the Lord. Oh, what God will do with you so that you can sing praises to him. What God will show to you so that your life can be a praise to him. What God will lift you out of so that you can be a praise for him. Don't look at what you're going through. Look how much God can bring you out from. Don't look at all you did. Look at how much God can forgive you for. Don't look at yourself any longer. Look at one, one that you could never lose. And let your life be hid in the Lord Jesus Christ, for you can never lose Jesus. He will stay with you no matter what. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, he loves you. Let's praise him. The Bible says, let all the people praise him. The Bible says, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. What's in you today? Can it bless the Lord's name? Are you filled with the wrong things this morning? Let all that is within me bless his name. Can I be blessed? Can I bless the Lord's name with this jealousy? Can I bless the Lord's name with this anger? Can I bless the Lord's name with... I can't, Lord. I need you to help me. I need you to change me now. I need your help. Oh, God, take my hand. I will hold thine hand, he said. Just like they held his hand and they lifted him up and he received the strength. As the Lord lifts his hand out to you, would you take it? Would you be willing to turn from your ways, turn from your life and go the direction that Jesus is trying to lead you in. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Are you leadable today? Would you allow the Lord to lead you? He's got his hand stretched out. The disciples, we're going to close with this. The disciples said, I don't got any money. You don't need any money. You need Jesus. You don't need your problem to go away. You need Jesus. You don't need to uh, get out of where you're at right now. You need Jesus. Guys down K&A, you don't need to stop your drugs. You need Jesus. And let Jesus take care of everything else. Because when you have Jesus, man, crippled man laying in the bed, you don't, need, you don't need to go to the doctors or anything. You just need Jesus. And when he had Jesus, what good would it have been if he would have stood up and just went his way? 
and fell in line with everybody else, the whole world? Oh, no. See, the Lord wants to take you from your position and move you to something greater. Make you a praise. That man became a praise. So what if the doctors restored his feet? He would have got a job at Burger King. Amen. Good news. But this became a life of praise where all the people marveled and said, wow, God is at work. And lives started changing. God wants to do that with your story today. Are you in a prison today? God wants to do that with your story today. Are you in chains today with sin and, or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is? God wants to do with your story today if you let him. Are you stagnant in life and blind? I don't know what to do with my life. I'm getting older. I, I just, I'm empty right now. God wants to do with your story today. Whatever, wherever you're at, let the Lord take your hand and show you how strong he can be. Let's pray. Jesus, how great thou art. You are too good to us. And by your name, we are made whole. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lord, we are here right now. And you named every place we can possibly go that is not the right one. There's only one right way, and that's walking with the Lord. And Father, when we find ourselves not with you, we're in trouble. We get into trouble. Our life is not our own. Somebody owns it today. But Lord, we want you to have our lives because we know you're the only one that can keep it, that can bless it. This world, when it has it, destroys it. When the devil has our life, Father, we get upside down so quickly. When our own flesh has it, we get so lonely and miserable. But Father, when you have it, we get filled with blessings and joy in abundance. Take our lives, use them. Lift us up out of where we're at now and make our lives a praise for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you and ask this thing in the name of Jesus. Let's all stand, heads bowed. May God spoke to your heart. Would you come down? As the Lord passes by, he gives you opportunity to respond. If he's touched the heart this morning, if he's touched your heart, come down. If somebody says hello to you, would you say hello back? If Jesus touched your heart this morning, come on down, respond to him. Lord, you touched my heart. You spoke to me. I want my life to be hid in yours. 
I want a life I cannot lose. I want your life. As I walk with you, give me grace. I can't do it. I need your hand to lift me up. I got no strength in my feet. I'm crippled. But if you lift me up, I'll be willing to take your hand. I'll be willing to stand with everything I got. And I promise you today, Lord, if you lift me up, I'll follow you. I'll walk following you, leaping and praising your name. I'm not going to be perfect, but I'll do that. What great things can God do with your life to this morning? What great things can God use you for? The eye hath not seen nor the ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them. I've heard stories of great women in the past. I've heard stories of great men in the past. Am I looking at one today? Someone that gives up their life for Christ and is 100% available, is submissive to the Spirit of God. The whole world will get turned upside down for Jesus. You'll see your loved ones saved. Of the Lord is in this place, I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can feel His mighty angels' wings, I hear glory on His face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for church. As we stepped out of the world today into a safe place, prepare us to leave these doors. Sometimes it feels so nice in here to be in your presence. We don't want it to end. Wish we can be here forever, away from the problems of outside. But Lord, you're not called us to be here and stay here. You've called us to be lights in this world. And it comes time to go. It comes time to take what you've given on our hearts so that we can be the light for others that are in darkness as well. Lord, I pray that you'll give us grace and courage as we step outside those doors. Lord, oftentimes I see the devil attacking immediately. I've seen husbands and wives start arguing the second they get outside the doors. Phone calls, phones ringing, and people getting stressed immediately as soon as they leave the church. And the devil comes and plucks the seed away from the heart just that quick. But Lord, I pray the seed today was sown on good ground and let it return much fruit 
in all the lives here, including myself, that we could be a praise for you. And may we share with people this week the Lord Jesus Christ and see many come to Christ. Bless your will, bless your way. Protect everybody here from the evil one, the devil, that wants to destroy and take the seed that was sown. Give everybody here wisdom and grace to walk in this world. And may we all grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same grace that brought us salvation, which hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this wicked present world. Bless us, I pray. Bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. I pray and hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, we have our Wednesday night service, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Come on out and enjoy the fellowships we have on Wednesday and the fellowship with the believer. We get together and pray. Also, don't forget to wish Brother Jim a happy birthday. 80 years old. He does accept credit card. Amen. Brother Jim. <laughs>